everybody, this is Betty Page, your sexual pinup model, and you are listening to the Atomic Podcast, where Ephraim blows up the news on a verbal scale. <laughs> Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, she is the exotic entertainer, <laughs> Ms. Betty Page. <laughs> Betty, how are you? I'm good. How's it going, honey? That's going really good, and I see the weather by you looks amazing. It's blue skies, and you're feeling great, right? It is beautiful here today. Usually I'm over in uh, Nevada, over right outside of Vegas, about an hour over at the Chicken Ranch. But I'm actually kind of relaxing this summer, taking the summer off. And I'm out here in Virginia, West Virginia area, in the countryside, in the sunshine, and doing some four-wheeling in my Jeep Wrangler. And that's about it. Nice. It's funny because before we got on the air, we was talking about um the midwest where i live at now and um you're in virginia which is sort of like kind of a rural area um and you you said you stick out like a sore thumb um how do you <laughs> do you do, do you see yourself living a life like that eventually or you could never see yourself like in the countryside i am so like the movie my cousin benny i love the countryside i've got a little bit of property out here and when I go into town, everybody is really nice, but you can definitely tell I'm not from here. But thank God, people are kind of accepting, so it's that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, how was it like for you growing up? Like, tell me about your childhood. Was you a rambunctious child? Was you a tomboy? Like, describe your child. How was your childhood growing up? Oh, God. I had a really good childhood. It was really interesting, which actually kind of might explain why I'm in the field I'm in now working really? in a professional brothel because um, you know I grew up right outside of New York City in Connecticut and I was kind of reserved and quiet but still very active I always played on baseball teams growing up as a kid but I always wanted to be girly so I'd play in dresses and my mother would yell at me to take my dresses off and get in the house and put pants on if I'm going to play baseball but um it was really interesting because, um, well, my dad was definitely a lover. Yeah. He was a ladies' man. And my mom was kind of okay with that, really. I mean, you know, he just, he was a tomcat. And he even took me around and some of his girlfriends babysat me. And my mom was actually his, like, top girlfriend, really. Wow. So, yeah. Wait a minute, so your dad had multiple girlfriends and you knew of it? And you seen yeah. that? Wow. Like, what, what was what was your reaction? Do you remember at that age, like, wait a minute, this is not normal? Or this is, like, what is he doing? Or Actually, I kind of thought it was awesome that my dad was, like, <laughs> so cool and the head honcho. And he was just, he was the man. Everybody loved him. All the girls always gave him stuff and everything. And he wasn't a pimp or anything, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but he just, he gave it away for free. He was bad. And, <laughs> and all these girls, they were like, hey, how you doing, sweetheart? Let me give you this and this. And, you know, he would bring me around everywhere. And, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, my mom was like, well, he loves me, and I know where his love is at, and he's going to do what he's going to do, and that's just, it, it's weird, because I was raised as it's a part of your body, um, yes, people need love and interaction and everything, but your heart isn't in your penis, it's not in your vagina, you know, mm-hmm. that's different, I mean, that's a whole family and love thing, you know, you love your kids, you're not going to fuck your kids, sort of thing, you know. <laughs> Fucking and love is different. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully. <laughs> but. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> so, seeing that as a teenager, um, in school, in high school, um, how was you like in high school? Uh, I think I was a free spirit. Really, yeah. I was never a bad kid. And if I was going to be bad, my dad always taught me how not to get caught. Yeah. So I might have been really bad, but I was always a good kid, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't really go to high school a whole lot. I kind of, um, I had a full-time job at 15 and had my own apartment, too, that my dad helped me get. So I was very independent since I was younger. And then eventually I went into a job court. And got my GED and learned trade and everything. So, yeah, you know, not too bad. Wow. And now I've actually, even with doing all of this, being at the ranch in my downtime, I've actually earned my first degree. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Wow, so you was, wor- okay. you was working at 15, though? 15? Yeah, well, technically younger. I learned how to make the coffee at my father's auto body shop by six years old because everybody always had a job. You had to do something. Wow. And then um, getting into an older age, how did you, I guess, get into the field you're in now working? Or was I say, did, did you immediately go into the field you're working in now or was there other steps that led you to that? grows up saying, I want to be a professional prostitute or courtesan when I grow up and work at a brothel. Um, I was close, though. I was close because <laughs> when I was about seven or eight, Wonder Woman was my favorite character. Yeah. And I loved Navy Seals. And I didn't know that much about Playboy Bunnies, but I knew that they were considered beautiful and everybody wanted them and stuff and wanted to be them. So I wanted to be a Playboy Bunny, a Navy SEAL, and Wonder Woman. So I kind of did want to, you know, do that growing up. But, I mean, you know, chain of events, definitely. Um, I was married before. Oh, okay. And that was awful. So, you know, to anybody that is married, I wish you the best in my deepest sympathies. So, (laughs) But I got divorced, and I actually moved down to Virginia with my sister, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of destitute, and like, what am I going to do now? I have no idea what I'm going to do, and shocked the hell out of me, because my sister, she can be a little bit vain, and she said, well, you're the pretty one. Go dance. I was like, oh, what? First off, she said I was the pretty one, which is crazy, because she never says that. Uh-huh. And then she told me to go dance, which is something I never thought I would do. Wow. So I did. And I remember coming back that night and counting what I had made with her, bringing out all the dollars and everything on the bed and counting them out with her. And 
it was pretty cool. It wasn't bad. Wow, so like your sister was like a major motivator for you to go? <laughs> she was. She kind of opened the adult business door for me. So thanks, sis. You know? <laughs> Wait, is your sister involved in the adult business though? Was she involved in that or? No, the funny thing is she never was, probably won't ever be. She's beautiful though, but yeah. no, she she never really was herself. She's got a slew of kids and everything too, which I love them so much. They're so sweet. But um, but yeah, it was funny. And I remember going into um, the ranches from dancing. Oh, okay. When I was actually um, watching an HBO special, um, one of the Cat House series things that turned out to be the Chicken Ranch, actually. Mm-hmm. And for some girl popping balloons with her butt. And I was like, I could do that. I can pop a balloon with my ass. <laughs> I get on the computer and I look it all up and everything. And they're like, well, submit your application here. And I'm like, I'm going to do it because they're never going to call me. I'm over on the East Coast and I'm nobody special. Next thing you know, I get an email saying, we think you're beautiful. We think you'll do great. Come on by. And I was like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's that's amazing. So that led you to the chicken ranch then, right? Actually, I worked at three different, no, four different brothels. No, yeah. three. Three. Um, I started over at Sherry's Ranch, which is right next to the chicken ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went over there for a while, like a little over a year, year and a half, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good. And I'd never experienced another, another brothel at all. So that was all that I knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I asked Dina, who was the house mother at the time, um, about, you know, how everything is elsewhere. And she suggested that I go try another brothel just to see what it's like. So I did. I actually went to one of Dennis Hoff's ranches. The I started at the Love Ranch North, and it wasn't bad. It was kind of cute. And then I went over to the Bunny Ranch, which was the one from his HBO special. And, um, sorry, my alarm went off. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Time for a protein shake. <laughs> sorry, I'm not work right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, I went over to the Bunny Ranch and made Bunny of the Month, which was really cool. And then after that, um, went to the Chicken Ranch, and I'm at the Chicken Ranch now. I like being closer to Vegas. Oh, what is the biggest misconception people have about brothels? Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Misconception. Um, hmm. I'm not sure, really, because um, when everybody is going there, everybody goes for something different, so they've got something different in mind, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, you know, for, I would say for, like, the usual housewife or something like that, they would probably conceive it as, like, homewreckers or, you know, just just dirty hoes and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is not the truth. We get tested for STDs weekly. And condoms are mandatory for every activity. Mm-hmm. And we actually entertain a lot of married couples, which really wow. helps to spice up their marriage and their life in a safe manner. And it's great because I, I've told some 
some couples' wives and husbands both, it's such a great decision to come to the ranch and have that experience because it's in a controlled environment. You're not going to have to worry about one day shopping at Walmart and running into me and in front of your kids. I'm like, oh, here's your panties. You forgot them. Yeah. You know, you're in front of the in-laws. Hey, hey, how's yeah. that bike doing? You know? <laughs> uh, it's a bit, um, all right. So doing that, um, is there anything you wouldn't do working there? Like, you know, you said people have like different fantasies they want to fulfill or, and they come in as couples. Is there anything that you wouldn't do personally? Uh, I really don't have a whole lot of restrictions because my motto has always been try everything at least three times and a lot of people say twice but i say three one to do it yeah two to make sure you like it or not and three because you really get the feel for it so just keep going so (laughs) wow interesting um does it take you know you put in a lot of work no pun intended into you know doing what you do doing what you do but does it take a lot of time out of your own personal life? Like, do you have, like, is it regular hours? Like, this is new. I just want to know everything about it. Is it, like, regular hours or is it 12-hour shifts? Like, how does it work out? Well, each house does it a little bit different. Um, but a lot of the houses, like the one I'm at, it's mm-hmm. 24 hours. Oh, so okay. So, you're there, you stay on premises. Um, in the south, you don't leave. You stay on premise. Um, you don't go on outdates or anything like that into the town. You can up north, but I don't prefer that. First up north is by Reno. It's like eight hours away. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's not my thing. I like it in warmer weather in Vegas. You know, it's fun. Then you come out to the ranch and you've got all the amenities at the ranch. Uh-huh. So usually girls will stay at the ranch for about two weeks at a time or so. And when you do, you get tested by the doctor. If you're not clean, you don't work. So mm. being clean is number one for all of us. Um, it's your health. It's your life. You don't want to mess with that or anybody else's. We actually do really care about that. Plus, when we're at the ranch, we don't have to worry about stalkers or people following us or anything like that. We're in a safe environment. We have buzzards that go directly to the um the police station so if anything happens we can hit a panic button right away and they're very helpful for being right there when you need them Uh so it's very very safe oh it's it um do you think something like this should be in all 50 states because it's only in vegas right correct i'm not familiar with like where is it at exactly but this is only legal in vegas um, actually, it's a couple of counties. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a couple outside of Vegas. It can't be in Vegas. Okay. Um, that's why we're so close to Vegas. We're actually the closest brothel to Vegas, um, which is the Chicken Ranch, which is pretty cool. And we're roughly an hour away, so it's really not that long of a drive. Mm-hmm. So you have your steak and lobster dinner in Vegas, and you drive an hour, let it digest, and have dessert. So it's pretty nice. Awesome, awesome. Uh, um, you do have up north too by Reno, 
yeah. but as I said before, but not in Reno. Yeah, and it's only women, right? There's no men. Like couples can go for men, only women. No, there's unfortunately there is only women. It's very biased that way. Um, you know, that's that's just the way that it is right now. If you want, we have had some people call in and ask for uh, transsexuals transvestites, stuff like that, and unfortunately we don't really have that, it's just a female dominated field for right now because it's difficult keeping in the health aspects legal wise that way, so that's, I don't know, we just haven't really kept up with the times so much and it, it would be great if it is the oldest profession so I think that it should be legal, Canada has the right idea with it They've actually legalized it in some parts and put some restrictions on it. So it's a business, and it cuts down on human trafficking a lot, which I think is a big thing. People worry about pimps or bringing in trafficking slaves for sex, and if you had a legal, viable business like this, you wouldn't be you know, beholden upon somebody else who's controlling you, making you do something that's illegal. You can go to a police officer, police officer and say, help, you know, I, I did this act and I deserve these funds and they're getting held hostage by this other person. So they're robbing me, essentially. And the officer can actually come in and help. Wow. Yeah, because I know human trafficking is big in Wisconsin and Kenosha, and I believe is in Texas too. And it's just insane how it happens to these young kids that they get kidnapped and they get forced into it. So, you know, having laws and restrictions on it, I think, is a good idea. So it's it's just insane that that happens. Yeah, it's it's really awful. I mean, anybody that's at a brothel doesn't condone anything with human trafficking. We always make sure everybody is there of their own accord. Um, They're very aware of what they're doing. And when you get there, you actually get a big sister to help you along the way. But really, the whole branch helps you. But you get somebody sort of like a buddy system to help you out. So we don't condone anything like that. Okay. Um, Has your father ever discouraged you from not getting into the business? Well, actually, um, sad to say, my father passed a lot of years ago before he was ever into the business. But, uh, surprisingly enough to say, he had a daughter that was much older, uh, an older half-sister of mine. And she did some stuff illegally Mm -hmm. and wasn't really happy about that. But he Mm -hmm. didn't disown her. I mean, he still loved her and everything. So... But that's, that's very different. A lot of people think what we do is the same as the illegal stuff, and it is so different. Yeah. Night and day. Um, how would you describe yourself in terms of your personality and, adi- and, and um, attitude? Sorry, say that one more time? I said, um, how would you describe yourself you know, with your personality and attitude? In, in terms of your personality and attitude, how would you describe yourself? Oh, I'm a complete bitch. It's awful. You can tell. I'm just, I'm horrible to be around, you know. Sound like I've been drinking whiskey all day. It's awful. No, other than sounding like Japanese anime porn all the time. I'm pretty upbeat. Um, I try to be anyway, but I have my moments like anybody else does. Like, coffee is my thing. And the girls at the ranch know it, too. So, in the morning time, 
it's like, has Betty had her coffee yet? Don't talk to her unless she's had her coffee. And you could see me at the stand and everything, <laughs> like, you know, because I have my own curing. This, I'm dedicated. And I'm over there in my PJs, like, uh, uh, no talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, if, if you couldn't be in the brothel right now, where would you be at as a career? Actually, it's funny you should say that because I'm working on a career because you, I guess you could be in a brothel forever, but I really don't want to be the one to take out my teeth one day to gum it. I mean, it would be a selling point, sure, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you got to have retirement goals and transitions in your life and everything. And while this is really fun now and I love what I do and I like bringing people joy i mean it's wonderful um i'm actually working on trying to get into medical school oh wow awesome awesome yeah it's really cool and i try not to say it all the time because people think that you know you might be a brainiac or something and some people are kind of turned off by a girl who has a brain and surprisingly some are very turned on by that so yeah i've been looking at different medical schools like i said i've already had my undergrad um I just have to get a couple of more labs under my belt, and I'd like to go for um, neuroscience and maybe help find a cure for Alzheimer's. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's very commendable, Betty. Wow. Awesome. Well, my father passed away from Alzheimer's when I was younger, Uh. Um, and so did both of my mom's parents, too. So I figured, hey, I can head it off at the pass and cure myself before I get sick. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, ho- hopefully that will never happen. <laughs> Not good, would. <laughs> um, what is the most um, outrageous and well, I, well, outrageous and unforgettable moment you had at the brothel as of, as of late, or have has has you have you ever had any outrageous or unforgettable moment? Oh, there were so many. I mean, the brothel is a place you go to have fun. Yeah. If you can't have fun at a brothel, just you're done. Just. Mm-hmm just give up um but yeah i mean there was one time i had a onesie on because i like onesies i'm very corny yeah and it was a it was my birthday and we were all celebrating it was really sweet they got me my own cake and i was wearing a purple onesie and just for shits and giggles i had my purple strap on on outside of the onesie so it was great here i am running around with a purple onesie and a purple strap on for my birthday, it was great. So that was a fun one. But as far as uh, sex-wise goes, yeah. there is one time I I can now finally empathize with you guys and having stage fright when you're peeing. I so can. <laughs> a girlfriend of mine invited me into her party, and she has this guy in the bathtub, and she's like, okay, I need you to help me. You got to do this for me. I'm like, I got you, girl. I got your back. What do you need? She's like, okay. He wants two girls to pee on him. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, can you do it? And I'm like, well, it's a good thing I just drank a whole buttload of water. But all right, I think I can do it. Let's give it a whirl. So we get in there, and the guy is laying down, and I'm supposed to aim it to his chest. I'm a girl. I don't have a outie. I have any. So it's hard to aim anyway. So here I am, one leg in the tub between his legs, the other leg 
cocked up yeah. and trying to aim my crotch at the guy. <laughs> and while everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, okay. And my eyes are shut so tight. And I'm like, pee, pee, yeah. pee, pee <laughs> to myself. <laughs> and the guy's like, can you do it? It's all right if you can't. Can you pee? And I'm like, I can't. Shush, shush, shush. Just shut up. It's coming. <laughs> And finally, finally I did. It was like, it was oh. the most traumatic ever. It's like, I don't mind peeing on you. It's just the stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Oh my God. That's, oh my God. I guess, you know, to each its own, but wow. You know, this is, is, is you know, I, I guess being there, it must be interesting to hear different people's fantasy of what they want it's just probably insane like you could probably write a book about this yeah yeah there are some girls that have actually right. tried and some people oh, really? that have tried to write books but then when they start writing they kind of lose sight of all the fun stuff that happens and start talking about themselves yeah but but yeah you you really can't it's funny it's i have learned in this business that there is no such thing as vanilla Mm-hmm. Everybody is like, "Oh, I'm plain. I just, I'm vanilla. I like this." And I'm like, "Well, that just means that you like this. It doesn't mean you're vanilla or plain. You like, like kissing and cuddling in the romance package, and you know, you like to do it this style, like missionary, doggy, um, dipstick, twin mirror, whatever. Wow. You know, everybody is different." It's not a such thing as vanilla chocolate or Rocky Road. Everybody's got a little swirl in them somewhere. <laughs> That's true. Um, what is the, um, what is what's the single best piece of advice you've ever received uh, about, I guess, uh, about the business or or anything? What was like the best single piece of advice you ever got? Uh, I think honestly, and this helped me out as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about pricing. Mm-hmm. It's find your worth. Look somebody in the eye and tell them what you're worth for however long they want to spend with you. Mm-hmm. And do it with a straight face and believe it because you're worth twice that much. Mm-hmm. And at, least. at least. All right. And what is what is your personal motto in life? Uh, my personal motto is actually stolen from Bugs Bunny. And it says, never take life too seriously or you'll never get out alive. Mm, that, that's interesting. And He was a philosopher ever. I love it. Yeah. Um, and what would make you most happy in life? Uh, the same as everyone else. Never ever have to worry about a bill ever again. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's... That is so true. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody is like, "Oh, it's money." No, it's not money. I just don't want bills. Yeah. No bills. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, plus your how you make your money is having a fit body. How do you keep in shape, and how do you take care of you know basically your assets? Ah, uh, that is actually the best question I've ever gotten asked wow. this summer. Um, I'm investing into a personal trainer. I go to the gym um, five to six days a week. Okay. Um, unless I'm traveling, which can be difficult sometimes. There's a gym at every brothel, 
and good for you food at every brothel because it's very important to be as healthy as possible. Um, but yeah, I definitely maintain sort of like a bodybuilder would. You know, I have to be careful of what I eat. I'm also hypoglycemic, which is kind of borderline diabetic, and it's something that's hereditary. It's not something because I have eaten a lot of sugar or anything. It's just sometimes life sucks. Yeah. And it's great. So, <laughs> but yeah, I always take care of myself, and, well, I try to, so. Uh, um, and also, um, doing what you do and... You know, taking care of your hair, eyes, makeup, and everything. Is it an expense to be the way you look? Uh, actually, with every woman it is. It doesn't matter if you work at a brothel or if you're going and putting makeup on to go out to the mailbox to get the mail. Yes, we do that. We do that. Yeah. Okay. And um, my final question for you is what would the Betty of today tell the Betty of yesterday? Uh, think of fishing when you have to go pee on a guy. <laughs> it works, because then you're hearing the stream in your head. It works. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about um thinking about flushing the toilet? Does that work? <laughs> no, it doesn't no. work. I don't oh. know why. It's crazy. Maybe because the thought is it's already done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Betty, you was excellent. Thank you so much. Um, plug your social media. Plug anything you have, any upcoming events or anything that people could see you at. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, well, my website is always open and usually has links in it, and I'm working to update it all the time. Um, it's Betty Page XXX um, dot com. No eyes. It's, you know, B-E-T-T-Y-P-A-G-E-X-X-X dot com. And you can use that anywhere. My Twitter is the same. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is the same, just minus one X. So it's Betty Page XX. Even my Yahoo, if you wanted to email me directly and not through the ranch, Mm -hmm. that's also Betty Page XXX at Yahoo. Um, Shoot, I should get a phone number. (laughs) <laughs> but you can also message me through the ranch the chicken ranch brothel.com and uh like i said i'm kind of taking a sabbatical this summer but i never like to really not do anything so i'm just gonna be out there out and about doing a little bit of appearances and some shows like yourself your awesome one yeah. and just saying hi to people and all that good shit Yep. Being a professional lollipop sucker. <laughs> soon to be soon to be in the medical field though. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Then instead of saying ah, I can tell other people to say ah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Probably the pay might be a little bit lower maybe or the same could be. I don't know. No, no, I don't know. It really depends. That's a whole thing with sales. You never know. Yeah. What's going to come through the door and what's not. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely not starving, I'll tell you that. Because yeah. everybody needs love, sex always sells. Yep. But yeah, you know, it comes and it goes, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's one thing that will never run out of business, correct? Like, there's, there's never been a down period on that, right? Uh, even when you have ED, there is no down. 
No down. Nothing. If you have erectile dysfunction, it still doesn't go down. Because <laughs> the best thing is about the sex, you don't have to worry about being good at it. You don't even have to worry about getting hard or anything. Yeah. Sex is two people touching and feeling each other. It's about the connection that you make. It's feeling special and important and the static electricity you get in your body. And it's not necessarily slot A into tab B because, mm-hmm. you know, I always tell guys that, um, <laughs> uh, small penis syndrome, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, a lot of guys, I'll get sometimes, oh, I don't pay for sex. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm not charging you for sex. Yeah. I'm charging you for my time. The sex is free. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's a good way of looking at it. That's a good way of looking at it. Um, right. Yeah. Betty, you're amazing. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.